When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to another episode of Jamming with Jason. Hey, uh, today is one of those episodes where you're probably going to want to pull out a piece of paper and a pen and take some notes. Now, if you don't have that with you, that's okay. You can always go back and listen to this again. But why would you want to do that? Well, because today we're going to talk about some of the common career mistakes that people make. Now, when we get into them, you may be thinking common career mistakes. That's what everybody does. Exactly. That's the problem, right? Is that most people make some of these same career mistakes. And if you're making some of these same career mistakes, that could be costing you a lot of money. And I mean a lot of money. How much? maybe even as much as over $2 million of lost income over your career. So whatever you do, listen to this entire episode so you make sure that you're not committing some of these common mistakes in your career. So with that, let's go ahead and roll that episode now. You are jamming with Jason Mefford where you hear inspiring interviews with some amazing people. Some are famous, some may seem ordinary, and they are all doing extraordinary things to positively change the world. Sometimes it's just you and me having an intimate and authentic conversation about how you can change the world around you and rewrite the story of your life by being more authentic, accepting and loving yourself more, and spreading love to others. Since really, all you need is love. And what the world needs now is love, sweet love. We discuss all aspects of self-improvement, growth, and so much more. Great content, insightful advice that's practical and helpful to anyone that listens. You're always eager to come back for more and share with your friends and family since you learn something in every episode. So sit back and enjoy the easy listening while you feel seen and heard in this informative, authentic, and entertaining podcast. Now, let's roll that beautiful podcast footage. All right, well, welcome to today's episode. I'm excited to do this. It's uh, it's it's one of these where I've I've always kind of you know thought about this. I've always kind of put some some numbers together, uh, but am shocked as I actually went back and uh, created a spreadsheet. <laughs> like that's what I did uh, to kind of come up with and talk about some of the common career mistakes that people make. Now, as I said, kind of in the intro, um, why should you care? Well, the reason you should care is that these mistakes that we're going to talk about today could be costing you as much as $2 million or more over the life of your career. 
And I'm guessing if you're like me, you'd rather not leave $2 million of compensation to your employer that you don't have, right? Imagine what an extra $2 million uh, during your life would do for you and your family. So let's get in and start talking about it. And again, um, these are things, you know, today I'm going to go through and just talk about um, kind of four different mistakes that I see a lot of people making in their career. Um, but I'm also going to share with you a little bit about my career, uh, because you might be sitting there and saying, I don't know that that's correct, Jason. Well, I don't want you to believe me. Don't believe me. But listen to this episode uh, and then make your own choice. OK, uh, but I'm going to go through. I'm going to throw out a few numbers and other stuff uh, to be able to show you that, uh, in fact, it really can make that kind of a difference in your career. So what I want to do is we'll go through, talk about some of these common mistakes uh, and talk a little bit about what you can do to avoid them, right? Uh, because that's what you want to be doing. So um, the first one is giving up and quitting too soon. Now, what does that look like? Okay, and again, I'm, I'm talking about it from a, from a corporate uh, job perspective, because again, you know, most people work in a, in a corporation or an organization where they have a job. Okay. And so that's what we're talking about really today is uh, some of the career mistakes that happen there. Now, the first one is giving up too soon. So what does that mean? Well, there's a lot of people that, you know, throughout their career, honestly, some, some organizations have a pretty toxic environment. Um, some organizations, you know, you, you you just sometimes are in a job that that there's other stuff going on in your life and you just don't really feel like you can keep doing this. OK, and um, <clears throat> so I was listening to a story uh, from this from a person that was explaining their their career. So not me, but somebody else. Where they had moved up, you know, they were they were a vice president level in an organization and they just felt burned out. You know, they just things that they were feeling all this stress, you know, they 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 couldn't they couldn't put up with it anymore. And they they didn't reach out to anybody for help um, and instead decided to make a drastic decision, which was to quit their high paying corporate job move to a little island in the tropics somewhere. And if I remember correctly from the story, this person started teaching surf lessons or doing something like that, right? So so gave up this multi-six-figure job, you know, probably earning four, five, six hundred thousand dollars a year. Gave up the job, just quit and moved to a little island. Now that sounds great, right? I mean, a lot of you would probably sit there and be like, Oh, I would love to do that, right? Get get rid of the corporate grind, not have to worry about anything, just go lay on the beach and not have to worry about it, right? Well, and so that's what this person did. And everything was great, you know, for the first couple of weeks, uh, maybe the first month or two. And then all of a sudden they realized that, you know what, this life isn't necessarily all that it was cracked up to be. And in fact, I'm not making any money now, but this person, you know, stayed with that and thought, you know, but I can't handle going back to the corporate world. So I'm going to stay here. I'm going to keep living this life for a while. And so after a year, two years, something like that, I ended up kind of moving around, wasn't really happy again, 
you know, so you're starting to see a theme here. They weren't happy in their corporate job. They leave, they go get something else. They're still not happy, but they're making a lot less money. Okay. And so this person decided, well, you know, maybe I need to quit doing this and go back into the corporate world. That's exactly what they did. And this person, not, not me, but this person uh, claims that that costs them about $2 million by making that mistake, okay? By not getting help, by just leaving, by quitting, by giving up and leaving, the lost income over that period of time when they were away from the corporate world, them then going back, trying to get back into the corporate world again and moving back up over the course of that very you know, pretty short period of time, this person estimated that they lost about $2 million. That's a pretty big mistake, okay? So if you're one of those people that feels like, you know, I just can't handle this anymore, I can't take it, I can't take the pressure, uh, you know, the I'm stressed out, the corporate politics are driving me nuts, here's what I want you to do, right? Because I told you that's a mistake that most people do. So what could you do instead? Well, if you're feeling that way, reach out for help. Reach out for help, okay? Now, you may not know this, but there are actually people who help people exactly in that situation. In fact, that's one of the services that I offer uh, uh, to executives and professionals. It's what's called career coaching, okay? Now, You've probably heard that word coaching. There's a lot more people getting into quote unquote coaching now. And so you're probably familiar with things like business coach, right? You've heard business coach before. And those are people who coach usually entrepreneurs or business owners on how to have better businesses, right? How, how, to, how to grow their sales, make more money, do all that kind of stuff. And sometimes, you know, there's obviously athletic or, or physical trainers, right? Those are people who usually help us with our body. A lot of times you might hire a physical trainer uh, or coach when you go to a gym and you're trying to work on losing weight or trying to gain muscle, right? And so you're familiar with that kind of a coach. Um, there's also people that are what are called life coaches. And so a lot of times those people just help help people kind of from their personal life, you know, a lot of times with the relationships they have with their family, uh, with uh, a partner or a spouse to really kind of get their life, uh, you know, back on track and coach that way. So you might be familiar with those things, but you might not be familiar or realize that there are people called career coaches, right? So sometimes I call myself a career coach because I do coach executives about their career, okay? Um, but it's not just me that does that, right? There's lots of people that do that. And so so what you could think of is these are people who, you know, it's kind of a mix of some of these different things. And depending on which coach you you would choose to work with or look at uh, would depend on kind of the areas that they would focus on. Now, I have a, I personally have a broader focus on it. But again, a lot of times what career coaches will do is they'll help you take a look at where you're at in your career figure out what's not going right, maybe help you, you know, work on a few things. Maybe there's some communication or relationship issues that you need to deal with that's holding you back in your career. 
Uh, maybe there's some technical things. Maybe you need to work on your resume or some other things like that to be able to help you get a different job, right? So there are people out there to be able to help you do things like that. You know, I actually focus on trying to help people get more balance um, as well as some of the communication and relationship issues as well. Uh, because typically what you find is, you know, it, we, when you get to that point, you already know how to do your job. The problem is you might need to get polished a little bit or get some of the rough edges knocked off a little bit. And it's not, it doesn't mean becoming, you know, like a corporate plastic or selling yourself to the devil, uh, you know, and becoming a fake person. But sometimes with, with just some little changes that you can make in your life, or maybe the way in which you say something, you could say the same thing, but just slightly different and be able to get lots, a lot better results, right? In fact, I was just talking to somebody earlier today about this. Uh, for that person, there were some cultural issues, right? Based on where this person grew up in the world and the kind of culture, you know, uh, the social culture, the business culture in that part of the world was much different than where they're working at right now. And so we talked about some of the different ways that they could, again, not change who they are, but recognize and maybe change some of the ways that they're doing things to make it easier for them where they were located geographically, right? So again, first, first mistake that I see a lot of people do is they give up and quit too early. They decide that they're just gonna leave the corporate world completely and they walk away and make a lot less money. Now, let me ask you, would it be worth it to maybe even spend up to $50,000 uh, to have some help instead of giving up $2 million of compensation? I think it would. But again, I mean, you have to make that decision. But if you think about that, would you be willing to invest $50,000 to protect $2 million worth of compensation? If you're like most people, you probably would be, right? Now, at first, when you look at it, you might go, man, that's a lot of money, though. Well, it is, but it's a hell of a lot less money than losing out on that $2 million, okay? So that's the first mistake uh, that I see a lot of people making. The second mistake is not investing in yourself. And so what ends up happening, you know, this is typically what happens is people... Uh, you know, they go to university, they get out, they've got, you know, this career that they're going to go into, they get an entry level job, they start working, they get really busy, you know, work is is working them a lot on purpose, because they're trying to get as much productivity out of them as they can. They, you know, maybe get married, have kids, have a family, have, you know, other things in their life. And so what happens is, life just starts getting in the way and most people don't invest in themselves. Now, what does that investing look like? Well, it could be things like certifications. It could be additional training that you're getting. Uh, it could be formal schooling. Um, there's a lot of different things, but effectively what you're trying to do is invest in yourself so that you can up-level your skills, right? Because the more skills you have or the better you get at the craft that you happen to be in, the more money you can make, right? So even if we look at, at something completely outside of the corporate world, okay, because my, my dad was a contractor, so I grew up on construction sites. Now, there are certain people who go into construction and let's say they're a Finnish carpenter, 
you know, the people that kind of put the trim and the moldings and everything on the inside of the house. It's something that people see, right? And so if somebody screws up the molding in your house, you can see it. Now, there's a very big difference between somebody who is first starting out as a finished carpenter versus somebody who's really become kind of a master carpenter. They've been doing this for 20 years. They've had a lot of experience. Um, they've learned new things. They've bought specific tools, right, or created what are called jigs and some other things to help them in, in doing things like making cuts and other things like that. And so those master carpenters obviously make more money than a brand new carpenter does, right? But again, if that carpenter never took the time or the effort to invest in themselves, invest in new tools, then they're going to still get paid what an entry-level person does. And so that's what ends up happening a lot of times in corporations. Um, you know, you, you go in and honestly, the corporation is trying to just really handcuff you to your chair. They want you to stay in that chair. They might tell you, oh, 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 you know, work really hard and we'll promote you. But that's honestly bullshit. Most of the time, they'd rather have you stay in that job so they don't have to fill it. Uh, and so how do I know that? Or how do you know that? Because they'll do things like not pay for your training, right? Work you so much, um, you know, or promise you certain things and then tell you, well, you know, we can't can't quite do it this year. You know, hold on for another year. I'm sure I'll be able to to promote you next year. And then next year comes along. Well, you know, we're having a tough budget year this year. But if you hold on for another year, then I'm sure we can get it done. I'm sure you've probably even heard that in your own career, right? And so what they're doing is they're they're tailing they're they're dragging you along. <clears throat> and when they're dragging you along, here's what ends up happening. All of a sudden, one year goes by, two years go by, three years go by, five years, 10 years. And before you realize it, you've been in the same job for many, many years. And at that point, really, all you're doing is earning kind of a cost of living raise. Uh, you know, you might get some other little raises, but for the most part, you're pretty much stuck from a compensation standpoint at that point in your career. So how do you how do you change from that well we're going to talk about that in one of the other uh in one of the other things is uh, mistakes that we're going to talk about here uh in just a minute but in order right for you to be able to typically move on or get a, even get a promotion within your company it takes more than just experience usually you have to invest in yourself and sometimes that means you you know paying money out of your pocket uh, taking time out of your personal life to go to school, uh, to get some of these other skills or certifications and things like that. Because if you don't have those other things, those are usually prerequisites for some of the future jobs. Okay. So that's another mistake that I see a lot of people making. Now, what can you do about that? Well, you can choose to invest in yourself. And a lot of times people will say, well, I don't want to pay for that myself. Or I've even had some people that have come to me because of the training company that I own as well and have said, will you sponsor me to be able to get this certification? Will you pay for it and let me take it? And I'm like, well, sure, I'd be willing to do that as long as you're willing to give me a portion of your compensation for the rest of your career. What do you think? <laughs> and at that point, they're like, oh, no, okay, I, I understand now, right? 
is in order for you to get the return in the future, you got to pay for it now, right? Just like you probably went to college because you have to go to college usually before you can get certain professional jobs. You understood that. You put in the time. You invested and put it in because you knew in the future you were going to get paid back, right? You're going to get paid back in future compensation. It's the same thing throughout your career as well. Learning and investing in yourself doesn't stop when you finish college. If, if that's where you've stopped, you're probably pretty much stopped in your career as well. Okay, so you can choose to invest in yourself. Again, figure out what, you know, maybe what some of the next, the next job is that you want, what those, those people in those jobs typically have. If there's certain things that you're missing, experience, resume, you know, on your resume, um, other training or other things like that, find out what it is and then go start working on it right now. So that way, when you finish it, you would be eligible to be able to be promoted. Okay. Now, another rule of thumb, um, and, and I read this in, in the book, I think it was called The Millionaire Next Door, right? It's a, it's a book about all these people who are millionaires, but nobody knows that they're actually millionaires, right? This guy actually did a bunch of research and was looking at, you know, what is it that, that makes these people millionaires? And one of the common things that he found was those people continued to invest in themselves. How much did they invest in themselves? On average, they invested 10% of their annual income on learning opportunities. So if that's what it takes to be a millionaire, right? <clears throat> there's a rule of thumb for you. Look at what you're making. I'm making, you know, 75,000 a year. I'm making 100,000 a year. Well, you could probably find five or 10% of your compensation uh, to be able to go and get some of this in, in investment in yourself, okay? And again, you can choose to do it. You can not do it. It's up to you. But like I said, if you want a next job, if you want to be promoted somewhere else, typically there's things that you will have had to have done and invest in yourself to be able to get there. So start now, right? Because the sooner you start, the sooner you can prepare yourself. Now, um, the third one, third one that I want to talk about today, and this is one that I see a lot of people doing, is they stay in the same job or at the same company too long, too long. Okay, now what does that mean? Well, I already talked to you before, you know, about sometimes people, uh, you know, get, get kind of drug along. Oh, wait, next year, I'll promote you. Oh, no, I couldn't do it this year. I'll, I'll, I'll do it next year, right? And so what ends up happening is a lot of times, you know, your organization, your boss will lie to you. Okay, I'm going to call a spade a spade. They're lying to you a lot of the times. They're not going to promote you. They're not going to they're not going to give you the big raise in a year. And it's and, and and again, it may not be because it's not the intention of the person, but I will tell you at least from my experience, um, there were some people that worked for me that I wanted to, they were, they were operating at a higher level to where I should give them a 20% raise and move them to a different position. They were operating at the same or better level than people in a higher position, making 20% more than them. I wanted to promote the person. I wanted to give them more compensation, but human resources would not allow me to do that. Okay. I couldn't give more than a cost of living raise 
and other things for that. So that happens to a lot of people. Your boss might have good intentions, but there might be policies and HR things that don't allow them to do it. And so the reality is if you wait too long, if you stay in the same job, or sometimes if you stay with the same company too long, okay, then you're going to lose out on a lot of money. Here's a story for me too, okay? Uh, one of the companies that I worked for uh, when I went in <clears throat> at a certain level, um, you know, with the idea when I was doing that, that I was going to be at this company for a while. So a lot of the people who were kind of about the same, the same age, let's say, as I was, I, uh, <clears throat> I, I, I went to a different organization first. I kind of got ahead in my career quite a bit and then came back to this company. And so I had already jumped ahead promotion-wise pretty, pretty good from some of the other people who had graduated around the same time I did who started in the corporate job, okay? So I was already a little bit, of, a little bit ahead. But what I've watched, again, over the last 20, 25 years almost, of watching people that were that I was peers with in this organization, here's what ended up happening. Most of those people chose to stay with the company because they saw it as a stable company. They didn't want to move geographically from where they were at. They liked living in that particular part of the country. And there's again, there's nothing wrong with this, but I'm just explaining to you what, what ended up happening. Okay, in that in that company in the finance area where I where I was I was working, um, there were really five or six positions below the chief financial officer that were kind of the top the top jobs other than being the CFO. So obviously, all of us were looking for one of those positions, right? And I had the opportunity to put in for one of those opportunities. I did not get that opportunity. Uh, so I didn't get promoted into one of those positions. And so at that point, I had a choice to make, right? Do I stay with this company? Do I let them kind of lead me along and hope and wish and pray that five years, 10 years later, maybe I would be eligible again for another one of those jobs? Or do I choose to take a different position with a different company in a different city? I had to make that decision. Now, I chose to take my career into my own hands. I actually chose to leave the city, leave the company, and go find a different job in a different city, okay? Now, when I did that, I got about a 50% raise, and we'll maybe talk a little bit about that later, but I chose to leave, okay, at that point. A lot of my peers chose to stay. And what I will tell you is it took some of those people 15 or 20 years to get to the next level. So they spent time in this company in effectively the same compensation. Okay, they moved around a little bit. Some of them kind of changed and did lateral moves, but it literally took them 15 to 20 years to get to that level. So... If you want to spend 15 or 20 years getting to that level, imagine how much money you miss out on over that 15 or 20 years. And I'm going to tell you, it's over $2 million. Okay. And how do I know that? Because 
I calculated the spreadsheet. Okay, I went I went through. I started with with somebody starting off kind of right out of college where they would be. Did a few scenarios on it. You know, somebody who was kind of promoted up or moved up in the positions and uh, over the course of their career at kind of normal, you know, promotion timeframes and what those normal compensations would be versus somebody who hung out longer, got promoted or moved into positions later in their career. Okay. And this was over about a 30 year career and the numbers, boom, right? The difference is over $2 million. So not only did we have the story at the beginning, you know, about this person who quit, you know, went to do surf lessons or whatever it was, and then came back and said, hey, I just lost $2 million. But now we've got another example of people that hang out in those jobs with those companies too long, giving up about $2 million worth of compensation as well. Now, I'm not telling you to go move to a city that you don't want to move to or do any of the things like that. But what I want you to do is start asking yourself the question, have I been in my job too long, right? Have, have, I, have I kind of stalled? Is it no longer fun? Do I no longer work, like working for this company? And would you be better off to, even if you have to geographically relocate, because a lot of times for executive level positions, that's what it requires. You have to pack up your, yourself and your family if you have a family and move somewhere else in the world or somewhere else in the country. If you're not willing to do that, then you're not going to make the bigger money, okay? And so again, it's fine. If, if you don't want to do that, that's fine. But for those of you that do want to make the money, I'm just trying to share with you how you do it, okay? Because I don't want you to miss out on that two or $3 million. So again, if you stay in the same job uh, too long and typically, you know, start asking yourself at three to five years uh, where you're at, right? And as if it doesn't look like you're going to be able to get promoted within that company within a year, then it's probably time to start looking somewhere else. Or if you think it's going to be a year, you get to the end of the year and they, and they do that bait and switch on you and go, oh, well, you know, we can't do it this year, but maybe next year. Well, after the first year, I'd start looking for another job. Don't let them drag you along for two or three or four years at that point, right? But again, you got to do what's right for you. Now, does that actually work? Well, it does. And it worked in my career. And I'm going to tell you exactly how it worked in my career, okay? I'm not going to tell you the numbers because the numbers don't mean as much now because it was so long ago on when I started. But I started out of college you know, got a job with one of the big public accounting firms. And those firms have a very kind of structured um, structured promotion uh, standpoint, right? So at two years, you're kind of here. At five years, you're kind of here. At eight, nine years, you're here. And so I progressed through that uh, in exactly as I was supposed to, right? I was, I was doing everything I was supposed to be doing. I got promoted. Uh, and so, you know, by the time that I'd worked for that company for about six years, six, seven years, and was a manager level, I had doubled my income, over doubled my income from what my starting salary was. But again, that was because I was following the, the promotion protocol and they really had that built in, right? So I pretty much doubled my, my salary at that time. But then I had a choice to make. Okay, I've got three, four maybe five years until I'm going to make partner. Um, 
am I going to stay with this firm and make partner? Or am I going to go somewhere else, right? Because I had to make that decision. I knew what starting partner salary was. I knew that I was probably going to have to move cities in order to make partner, which I was fine with. But I had to make the decision of, okay, where would I be compensation-wise? Where would I be geographically uh, at this point in the future versus what I'm making currently? So while I was looking at that and making those plans, decided, hey, an opportunity came up for me to go take a different job in the city where I was at. And I looked at it, I got the job, okay, and, and looked at what the compensation difference was and realized that, you know, I could make 50% more right now uh, by taking this other job. Or I could wait and make 100% more in maybe four years, right? So I had to make that decision at that point. Did I feel like there was going to be good, you know, uh, progress with this other company? I did. Um, I, I negotiated a three-year package with them with a bonus and retention and some other stuff. And so I was comfortable at that point. But again, I I was I, I moved. That move meant 50% more in compensation for me that next year. I went through, I did the three years, accomplished the things that I wanted to. When I left, I had again doubled what my ending salary in public accounting was. Okay. So again, you're starting to see this. Six years, I doubled. Another three years, I pretty much doubled where I was at again. Now, at the end of that three years, I had to decide, am I going to stay with this company or am I going to move on somewhere else? Again, I told you I was up for a promotion, didn't get it, and decided, okay, it's time to move on because I'm not going to wait 10 years for the next promotion. So I started looking. I moved geographically, got a higher higher paying job. And again, I got about a 50% bump to move to the next job, okay? Now, worked in that job for, for many years, continued to make better and better money to where when I kind of left the corporate world, I was at about somewhere between 13 to 15 times what my starting salary out of college was. Do you get that? In about 15 years, I went, for, went from where I started out of college to about 13 to 15 times more money than I made right out of college. Now, in order to do that, obviously, I had to perform good work. I was investing in myself all along the way, and I was willing to take my career into my own hands, move, find a new job, not wait for my company to, to drag me along, right? But that's what I'm telling you folks, okay, is staying in the same job with the same company too long will also hurt you. How much? You know, again, if I would have stayed at that same company and got promoted, you know, just a couple of years ago, like some of my, excuse me, some of my peers did, it probably would have cost me two or $3 million in my lifetime compensation easily. Okay. So that's another mistake that a lot of people make that you don't have to make right now. Again, you might be sitting there and going, well, but I don't know, right. Should I stay? Should I go? You know, it sounds like a kink song. Should I stay or should I go now? Blah, 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 right. If you don't know, get some help, 
right? That's the other thing, right? Career coaches, mentors, other people like that, that you can talk to and kind of give them the, your facts and circumstances. What are you seeing? What do you think I'm missing? What's going to help me get to the next level, right? Should I stay here for another couple of years or should I start looking right now? Uh, because again, if you don't have those answers already, then get some help because it's worth, even if you have to pay somebody for the help, it's worth it for the future income that you're going to be able to be making, okay? So that's the third one. So the first one we talked about was giving up and quitting too soon. Uh, you know, just kind of leaving the corporate world and saying, fuck it, I'm out of here. Um, the second one, not investing in yourself throughout your career. The third one was staying too long in the same job or company. And so again, usually just use a rule of thumb, three to five years. Um, the higher up you get in the organization, sometimes that goes from five to eight years. But, you know, if you've been in the same job for 10 years, you're leaving a lot of money on the table. I'm just telling you that right up front. Now, if you're if you're perfectly happy and you love what you do, then I'm perfectly happy and I, and I love that you're doing it, right? So stay there. But if you're one of those people who wants more and you've been in a job for 10 years, you need to start asking yourself some seriously hard questions about why you're still choosing to do that to yourself and to your family, honestly, right? Kids would like a pool, so go get them a pool. Anyway, <laughs> the fourth one that I wanted to talk about today is what I call transactional versus relationship. And so you'll hear me talk about this in different places, but here's the deal. And, and I'm going to be straight up with you um, on this point, because I see a lot of people bitching and moaning about how poorly they are treated in the corporate world. And I understand. I do understand. I know a lot of organizations treat their employees like shit. Okay. I will readily uh, admit that because I've seen it, I've experienced some of that myself in my career, and I see other people who are experiencing it as well. But one thing that I see a lot of people complaining about, though, is that they feel like um, their, their organization just doesn't really care about them and just sees them kind of like as a transaction, as somebody who's expendable. Well, if you want to quit, go ahead and quit. We'll just hire somebody else, right? And that attitude is very rampant, and it is very true. Now, here's where the little come to Jesus talk comes in, my friends, is a lot of times the reason why is that job is very transactional in nature, which means, you know what, there are hundreds of thousands or millions of people in the world that could create a spreadsheet that I need created every month, okay? So it doesn't really matter who sits in the chair to build the spreadsheet. You're right. You know what? You can quit. Tomorrow, I'll have somebody else in that seat that I can train very quickly to be able to make that spreadsheet. That's a transaction, okay? And so jobs where you are mainly doing transactional work, they do see you as expendable because you are expendable, okay? There are jobs that are being outsourced to computers now right? Because if, if I can have a computer do it and never make a mistake, then why should I hire a human, right? That's what people are, are, are saying. And so a lot of times jobs are being replaced by machines. Now, that's been happening forever, okay? Uh, in the manufacturing world, everywhere else, right? That, that what people used to do, machines do now. 
It's just now those machines are usually computers, okay? But this has been going on for thousands of years, okay? It's not really that new. But here's where the difference is. Well, there are certain things that a machine can't do. And one of those things is how humans are unique, right? How humans are able to make relationships with other people how humans are able to distinguish between certain things that a computer can't, right? So like, I know sometimes on websites, you get those bot things, you know, like click on all the fire hydrants, right? Well, a computer can't do that. Only a human can do that. So if you're not being yourself, if you're not doing things that somebody else can't already do, i.e. you develop relationships people like you, you treat other people like humans, you have good relationships with other people. Now, all of a sudden, the other people in your organization and your organization are not going to see you as expendable. Okay. Because again, man, you know what? Jason prepares a spreadsheet like nobody's business. I, I have never seen anybody else in the world who can create a spreadsheet like Jason, the way that he creates those macros and that pivot table and those colors on it. And man, it is so nice to see that report when I see it. Nobody else has created that. Now, I'm just joking with you. That's not me, right? I'm not the spreadsheet king. But imagine if somebody was that worked for you, right? Wouldn't you be willing to maybe hold on to that person or want to hold on to that person a lot longer because they're able to do things different. They treat their job as a relationship job and not as a transaction job. That's another one of the mistakes that I see a lot of people doing. They only wanna to go to work. They don't, want to, they don't wanna communicate with anybody else. They don't want a relationship with anybody else at work. They just wanna come in, do their job, go home, punch in, punch out. And again, I totally understand that. But if you want a long-term position and you don't want to be replaceable, then that's not the attitude you should have. Okay, I'll probably get into that more in the future at some point. But anyway, what I wanted to do was uh, just kind of wrap up for today because again, you know, the fact that you're you're still listening to me and you haven't, you know, been pissed off and just shut it off, it means that what we were talking about today resonates with you somehow. And chances are you're making one or more of these mistakes in your career currently, and it's costing you a lot of money. And so, you know, again, as I said to, at the beginning, if, if, if you find yourself, if you start asking yourself some of these questions and you find out that you don't like the answers, then get some help, right? Reach out to me. Don't reach out to me. I don't care, right? Reach out to somebody and get some help. Because just like we talked about at the beginning, you're going to start to see this more and more, especially as people are having to you know, return to work and do all this other stuff. And I don't want to work for that big, bad corporation anymore. I understand. But at the same point, those big, bad corporations are paying some pretty good salaries. And you can only help change those corporations if you're there working for them. Right. So if you want to change the corporate world, you've got to be in the corporate world to change the corporate world. OK. And if you just run away, you are going to give up huge, huge amount of money. 
And again, for some people, that's the right path to take. You know, quit, go teach surfing lessons, you know, go do, become a writer, whatever you want to do, an artist, it doesn't matter. If that's if that's what you feel like your calling in life is, then by all means, go and do it. But realize that you're probably going to take a huge pay cut. In fact, all of the people that I know who are chasing their dharma and want to do something different, they're having a hard time eating, okay? And the reality is a lot of times these corporate jobs do pay very well and uh, that can give you a very good life. Plus, if you're one of the leaders, you can change it. If you want to change the corporate world, get to be a corporate leader and then change it, okay? Instead of bitching and moaning and running away. But anyway, okay, Jason gets off his soapbox now and, uh, and we wrap up for today. But again, chances are you might be making some of these mistakes. Um, if you are, reach out for help. Uh, go back, listen to this again. You know, this again is one of those where you can probably listen to it several times and you're going to get something new out of it each time. But whatever you do, you know, have a great rest of your day to day. Think about what you want. Ask yourself some of these questions and actually make a plan. Because really what I want you to do is don't let your organizations handcuff you. Don't let them lie to you about what they're going to do and then not do it. Just take control of your career. Okay. But take control responsibly as well, right? Just like you wouldn't go out drunk and get behind a car and start driving when you're drunk. Don't, don't, don't make career decisions when you're in effect, you know, pissed off, inebriated a little bit. Because when you do that, it's like, it's like the person we talked about at the beginning. You give up too quickly and it's just like going out and getting behind the car when you're when you're not in the best frame of mind. So whatever you do, make sure that you do things thoughtfully, things that are in your best interest and in the best interest of those people that you love. Um, but like I said, just wanted to bring this out to you because a lot of people don't realize it, that literally these mistakes can cost you millions of dollars over your career. So have a great week and we will catch you on the next episode. And that's a wrap. Thanks for listening. The fact that you listened to this entire episode means you got value and others will too. Do me a favor and leave a five-star review with comments and then share with others. You can also check out all of my videos on my YouTube channel and my website, jasonmefford.com. This podcast is primarily for education and commentary and does not represent professional advice. Views and opinions expressed on this show are that of the individuals and not of their respective organizations.